all the fathers in the house. Y'all may be seated in the house. So good to have everybody at Pearl Street Church, a church after the unchurched. Maybe you're new, you're visiting. So good to have you. Great to have you in church here today. We love seeing people that are disconnected from church, whatever it may be, church hurt, whatever the dynamics may be. Man, we believe that God's got a plan that is far greater than any pain that comes from man, any challenge you've experienced in your formation, whatever it may be, there's a God that loves us, cares for us, and has good plans for us. So man, excited that you're in church here today. It is Father's Day, and I'll tell you, I'm a little biased. I think this is the best day of the year. I'm biased though. I think it's the best day of the year. Come on, all the fathers in the house, best day of the year, right? Best day. Y'all, y'all scared. I'm just throwing it out there right now. That was not a like, yeah! That was like a looking over your shoulder. I need some like, yeah, the best day of the year. Come on. Father's best day of the year, amen? All right, good. Good. Y'all are still a little timid there. I don't, I don't know what has happened to you guys. What abuse you have gone through at the hands of someone. But man, this is interesting. You know, this is on Mother's Day in May, you know, is awesome. Like uh, our kids, they go to school and they create crafts and they bring it home and it's here daddy or here mommy, sorry, here mommy. And the, the thing about uh, uh, Brinley, our, our youngest, um, she came home on Mother's Day and had like this little gardening set. And this gardening set, like, this is for mom. Like, she's like, dad, it's Mother's Day. This is for mom. You can't have it. She was like a little aggressive. I was like, calm down right now. If I need to use the tools, I'm going to use the tools, all right? I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm the dad of this house. But I let mom, you know, she gave her the gift. And it's mom's day and oh, my God, all this stuff. Now, here's the deal. Father's Day, they come home with, like, uh, a card. And that's it, okay? There ain't no gardening tools. There ain't nothing. It's a card that they put together for a total of five cents. And this is what happened. Brinley comes out of her school and she's like, Daddy, it's Father's Day. Here's your card. It's all awesome. It's got a tie on it. And it's for you. And you got to share with Mommy. I'm like, it's Father's Day. I just want my own card for five cents. That's, that's fatherhood. That's fatherhood in this season, isn't it? Fatherhood is probably one of the toughest hoods to, to be in right now. There ain't no hood in the world that's harder than fatherhood right now. It's a challenging hood. We're behind enemy lines. But regardless, we're not, we're not meant for excuses. We have everything we need to lead. And um, if we're going to change a generation, if we're going to lead uh, to honor God in a generation, it's not going to come by making excuses. It's going to come by uh, being of courage and strength and saying, you know what? God's word has empowered us and strengthened us with truth that we can lead properly and effectively in a generation. So we want to have a conversation today just on this dynamics of fatherhood. Um, I'm going to bring up some pastors here. We've got Pastor Noe and Pastor Greg. They're going to pop in here today. Different experiences, different journeys. But we're going to jump into it here today. This whole fatherhood and the dynamics in which we live in, everybody in here has been fathered. We all have experiences, all have situations that we've walked through. Some of us today, our fathers were absent. Some of us today, our fathers were very present. Some of us, our fathers were, were uh, in the home, but were not necessarily in the home. So we got a lot of different experiences in which we've encountered inside of life. But we've all been fathered. My dad... Um, my dad was a, uh, well, sorry, you guys, what's y'all's journey? There's two different types of journeys here. I was going to just jump into it, but uh, the Pastor Greg just kind of opened up on your, yeah, where so, are you um, at on the journey? 
I grew up with uh, three brothers, so four boys in the family. So um, set me up amazingly to have two daughters. Uh, had no clue on what is fathering look like for two daughters. Um, absolutely no clue. Went in, made a ton of mistakes. Thank you, Jesus, for his glory and his mercy, because Amen. I definitely needed it every single morning, every single hour. So, um, yeah, uh, my, my relationship with my dad, it was, uh, it was, it was he, he modeled a lot of incredible things, but that's kind of been my, my story. But you got uh, two girls. Two girls. Two one on the girls, way. And one son on the way. Cool. Let's go. Oh. And you, completely different dynamic here. Yes, only child, me. But job. you got two and boys. I got two boys. I got a ten-year-old. I have a ten-year-old. No, I do not. I have yeah. a six-year-old yes. and a four-year-old that are going to be seven. Hey, it goes by, man. It goes, it goes by, by really quick. It's yeah. on his way to be thirteen. All the blur. Crazy. We're the girl dads. <laughs> I'm the boy. He's dad. the boy dad. He Welcome. Any boy dads in the house? Oh, amen. Pray for All us. All the girl dads. Any girl? Come on. <laughs> Come Let's on. Go. Yeah. <laughs> we know how to cry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All the boy dads, you are struggling still. It's like WrestleMania at my house yeah. all the time. It's like painful whenever a tear <laughs> yeah. comes up. You're like, ah! Oh, yeah, it's like constant novellas at the house. Like <laughs> always crying and drama and emotions. Calm and- down, right? There are only six and four, and there's like a lot of emotions. Okay, so we've all had experiences with our dad. You know, my, my, my dad was, um, uh, he's a third generation pastor. Four, I'm a fourth generation pastor. He, one thing about my dad is he like literally could do anything. Like growing up, I felt like he could do absolutely anything. Anybody have a dad like that? Like there's nothing that they couldn't do, right? They're flix, fixing plumbing inside of the house, right? The, the dad's trying to raise his son's arms. Like, yes, I still can. Right? I'm still your father. There's nothing like literally my dad could not do. Fixing cars, he's like uh, uh, serving inside of church, leading men's groups. He's like, there's nothing my dad couldn't do. Like one time his friend, they had a calf that went like rogue. So they had to go like, they had to go like rope it. And all of a sudden my dad just grabs a rope and he's out there like, and ropes it. And I'm like, what can my dad not do? Like he's a modern day Rambo. Like I want to be just like my dad. Um, and that was my experience with my dad. And that's, it's a pretty interesting deal. But there came a moment in time whenever I realized my dad could not do everything. That was a pretty traumatic moment for me where I'm like, wait, wait, my dad can't do everything? And, and there's, some, there's some challenges, there's some lack there. And as a son, I mean, I had a perception that was, was popped um, in my teenage years. Um, when, yeah, okay, so yeah, what was your dynamics with your dad? Yeah, I, I think the same thing. My, my dad was my hero. Um, grew up, uh, my dad was in the military, so he was like um, a G.I. Joe, like Sergeant Slaughter. Like, he was a, like a drill instructor, like super big muscles, like super tough. I wanted to look like him, smell like him, spit like him. Every <laughs> single thing that I saw my dad do, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to be 100%. So, um, yeah, he, 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 he did a lot of interesting things, a lot of interesting stories. So, yeah, mili- military <laughs> man, uh, again, wanted to be like him 100%. No doubt. Uh, my dad was a hard worker. My dad had been working since he was 15. Um, he was, grew up in a, in a household with six other siblings. And so right when he could start working, he started working. So um, the whole time I've known my dad is he's a hard worker. He's very compassionate as well. He loves to provide, and he loves to be compassionate. He would yeah. uh, pursue me consistently, trying to figure me out to do all my 
throughout all my, you know, scenarios in my life. Mm -hmm. And, man, he was definitely in pursuit of me and trying to figure out how to father me the best that he can. But, yeah, definitely my dad. Definitely my hero, but also, man, just a compassionate man. And yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful uh, to have a dad that loved me with yeah. everything that he had. And that's the, the, I mean, the thing about fatherhood is, like, children are always watching. Yeah. I think it's the, one of the, the things that's just growing up. I, I was very aware of that. I'm like, I always watch my dad, my parents in general. Like, how did they live? What did they do? You know, and, and, and was trying to model that. And there, there's, there's something to be said on that as fathers, that when you step in, now there's an expectation on, a, or there's a, there's, a, um, there's a responsibility to living that creates expectations and a perception in our children's lives that we, it matters how we live. You know, for my, you know, you think about like, all of us have a certain level of experience with a father and my dad could do every, anything and everything, but there was moments in time whenever like, I, if I longed for one thing from my dad, I would probably say the, the one thing that I longed the most for, and maybe you can identify with this, would probably be approval. That as a son, I was approved by my dad. Like, what I was doing and, like, how I was living and things that I did, he was proud of. Like, son, I'm proud of you. You did well. Now, the challenge in son, kind of our dynamics is my, my, for whatever reason, my dad and his dad had a challenge in their relationship. And it created a lack of articulation towards approval in his life that now with four kids or four sons, there was a, there was a lack there. So like for me, like I've told this story before, but we were in our state championship or our semifinal football championship game, right? Or not championship, I'm saying it all wrong. We were in the semifinal football game and uh, I'm a quarterback, I'm playing, we're, we're like, we're winning, we're like things are well, we won the game. Now, Everybody else is cheering. Yay, oh my God, we're going to the state championship football game, right? DJ, DJ was there. He understands what we're going through, <laughs> right? We're like, state championship, yay, first state championship in the school's history we're, that we're like going to. Everybody's cheering. And the one thing that happens whenever I get in the car, the first thing my dad says is, son, why were you doing X, Y, and Z? Well, it came to the end of the game. We were trying to ice the game. The coach just started calling quarterback sneaks. And so I was just running the plays. He said, quarterback sneaks, cool. I was running quarterback sneaks. So apparently another parent said to my dad, something about me, does, this, does your son think this is all about him? And so when we got in the car, rather than my dad, knowing that that was not my heart, spoke to the criticism he received from somebody else, I believe, and spoke it over me and said, son, why did you keep on doing that? Rather than, son, I'm so proud of you. Son, you did a great job. Son, we're going to the state championship game. I approve of you. And when he said those words of criticism in that moment, I just broke down and started crying in front of my girlfriend, which was Heather at the time. Did I start crying? I did. <laughs> she was there. We've been through some stuff, all right? We ride or die. She's still with me. She's running like, dude, what's up with you? Started crying in front of my girlfriend, my friend, I mean, my, my brothers and sisters. But it was that word of criticism in a moment where I just wanted to be approved. Yeah. It, was, it was a pretty interesting deal. But we have expectations. And so what's kind of, y'all have experiences with dad? Like, yeah, there's so many, see, different, there's so many uh, different expectations. I think a lot of us, too, we can, we can as, a, as a son, you can look at other, at other your friends yeah. and how 
that dynamic is and you want you want that to be like the perfect picture you're like man yeah. i wish my dad was like this or I, I was expecting this on my specific um expectations was um for me personally i was on the opposite end my dad approved me a lot i was the only child so he was i only he only had one kid to take care of and so he loved me he affirmed me he approved of me um and so I was telling the joke earlier, uh, PB, but, you know, PB was the all-star. I was a bench warmer. I just sat on the bench. We didn't go to the same school, but um, I, I sat on the bench. I played Every baseball. Team needs them. <laughs> exactly. Every team needs and so them. the fun thing for me was that, so whenever I went in to play, my dad was like, that's my boy. Let's go. He's like, just like encouraging me. I'm Last like, dad, seconds of the yeah. game. I'm like, dad, calm down. Rudy. It's, it's only, yeah. Rudy. It's like, <laughs> no, we, exactly. No, we. That's why I'm such a good encourager. Cause I could hear the fans still saying my name for me to go in. Um, and so, go on. Not everybody, no. <laughs> no, no, stop, stop. Please don't do that. I'm all, let's go. <laughs> yes, it's my time. No? Okay. That's what your dad's probably doing. Yeah. On the other side of the yeah. He's, he's watching right he's now. He's in the chat me. right now. He's doing yeah. it. He's like, please put in the fire emojis. He's like, I'm so proud of you, son. You're so good. Um, love you too, dad. So, but no, but on the opposite end of that was just, uh, man, I... I think for me, I've, my dad was so loving when he was present all the time. Uh, but one thing, he was always working. That I think one thing that I longed for was the coaching aspect mm. of like, hey, son, uh, correction. Because every time he was in the house, I yeah. think he felt that he was probably outside of it a lot because mm -hmm. he was always working. So when he was in, he was just always giving, um, compassionate, loving, mm. approval. Um, and there was probably moments where I needed correction. And I think that maybe he kind of uh, shied away from that yeah. and allowed my mom yeah. to do that. Because he was like, when I'm here, when I'm present, I don't want to be the guy that's correcting all the time. Mm. And so, yeah, my dad was definitely always approving. So I, I, have, I had that. But one thing I longed for was just, like, the coaching. And, like, I could go to him for some specific things when I was younger. Of course, now in my adulthood, yeah. things have changed. But that was one yeah. thing as a kid that I was uh, longing up, for. Yeah. yeah, Looking for that approval, looking for that direction, that affirmation, that love. Yeah, I mean, a yeah, I, I would say mine was for sure more alongside your story when it comes to like wanting your father's approval, mm, right? Yeah. I mean, I had three older brothers, um, had one specific brother that kind of didn't always do the, the best, was a bit of a knucklehead. Um, so I saw a lot of the dysfunction that was happening within my family. Yeah. And so me, I mean, being the, the golden child, my, my parents' favorite, um, <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Dad? Yes. <laughs> right, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Type it in the chat, please. <laughs> but, you know, part of that is, like, I begin to equate, okay, I have to perform in order to receive my, my father's mm, love. Yeah. Um, so, like, I desperately was looking for those words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Bible clearly tells us power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. You know, we can either build up or we can tear down. Yeah. And, you know, we can all see moments in our life where, man, like, we know our parents love us, our father loves us, he, you know, would do anything for us, modeled what, you know, yeah. commitment looks like, what dedication, hard work looks like. But all it takes is, is, is one word. I mean, like even just in the science of it, I think they say one negative word to combat one negative word. You have to speak over 12, you know, positive affirmations. Yeah, um, and it's unbelievable um, a word coming from your father. They're, they all have the best intentions. Yeah. What father doesn't want the best for their child? And um, desperately wanting those words. So um, wanting those words of, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you, son. Yeah. Um, there's nothing you have to do to gain my approval, yeah. whether you mess up or you don't mess up. Um, I love you. I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, so um, that's just where the enemy operates, right? Yeah. 
even in the best of intentions, the enemy will come in and operate and try to cause division and separation. From one single word, there can begin to build lies upon lies upon lies. And then you're going and searching out and going down incredibly dark paths um, just to get that approval that that you're so desperately need from your father. You think about that. Everybody in here, whether you're a son or a daughter, we desire something from our fathers. And if you could articulate it, what is that thing growing up? Or maybe even as you sit here today, what would be the one thing that if, if your dad did this, yeah. it would change the dynamics of you guys' relationship? Yeah. If your dad would just, there's, there's some, uh, we talked to Pastor Faith about just kind of what, was you, what are you longing for as, as a woman from your dad? What were you looking for? One of the things was, you know, uh, um, approval, acceptance. I am enough. I'm enough, the yeah. value love, protection, the feeling of, yeah, the feeling of being like enough in his eyes, that validation. But what is it? I mean, it, it has, have, we, have we experienced challenges with that with our fathers? That there was distance between expectations and reality? Yeah. Like we wanted this, but for some reason it just wasn't lived out. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You look inside in, in the Bible where there's, you get Isaac and then his two sons, Esau and Jacob, these two, these, this relationship that's there. And Jacob, his word, I mean, is deceiver. The, the word Jacob means deceiver, but he found himself in a place where he had to deceive in order to get something that he wanted. You know, dad Esau was a man of, 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 the, a man of uh, hunting and nature outside, and, and Jacob was of a different personality, and his, he had his dad's approval in, like, what he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, Esau had it, but Jacob had to scheme to get this approval, and it, jacked with his heart that he literally lived with that, literally wrestled with God on the journey, right? Seeking approval, wrestling with God, trying to make his own way in life. And there's something powerful in when we come to this place where we, we, uh, we're affirmed by our father and there's power whenever there's, you know, the distance between our heart and our mouth is closed as fathers, where when we feel it, we communicate it. You know, I think for, for me as a dad in this, you know, um, how I, you know, the experience in which I've had how I lead today is, be, you know, my dad was, my dad was an authoritative, you know, individual. He's like, drop the hammer, four sons, nobody's out of order. Yes. And sometimes with that, the, the perception that they received about us was almost an indictment on them as parents. Maybe if we were just acting crazy, they're great parents, but we were acting crazy. They took it like, oh, you're making us look bad. And so we got the brunt end of that, right? Uh, <laughs> we got the back end. And, you know, they're, they're the concept of care and candor when it comes to leading children is key, especially in any type of dynamic relationship. If you haven't heard this, how we've said it, but if there's a a lot of care, like a lot of love and encouragement, a lot of care, but there's no discipline, it definitely leads towards dysfunction because a child doesn't know order, right? I get what I want and that's how I do it. They'll manipulate, they'll pull a Jacob, put hair on the arm. We're going to get the blessing, forget you. We got to manipulate to get what we want um, because we know we can prey upon the emotions of our parents. But you can get the, the candor without the care side of it, yeah. where you're just all discipline, but there's no love. It creates distance, yeah. right? Because it's performance-based now. And if I don't do this, then yeah. there's, a, there's a disconnect. But if you can get both these things down as parents, we can live in the care and the candor. It creates this growth inside of, uh, of our, our kids' lives. And it's something I try to do. And so when I, my, my experiences, which I've had, there can be generational dysfunction that passes down based on experiences of what we had in the, in the past. My dad did this, so we're going to do all of that, right? Or care, right? I was all care. 
oh man, I'm going to be a person where I'm going to drop the hammer, right? Or if I'm, it's all candor, I'm going to be a person that just all love. It just creates this dysfunction. So one thing I do as a parent here today, based on the experience in which I've had is, uh, it's this one statement, I would say it this way. I love my children as if they could do no wrong, but I discipline because they have. So I'm living in a moment of, I love them unconditionally. I love them, you know, they can never do any wrong. My little princesses, oh my God. Oh, you done wrong? Time to turn on the back side, right? So I love like they can do no no wrong, but I discipline because they have. I live in reality, not in dysfunction of what I've experienced in the past. So is there yeah, I think for y'all, me, how y'all take this well, in? For me with the experiences, I, like I said, I, I think my dad also longed for something from his father. Hmm. And, I, I gotta, and as an adult now, I think about that. Like, what was it that my dad longed for? And then I think my dad longed for compassion yeah. from his father. Yeah. And my dad was the opposite of just like, you know, his father was just yeah. discipline, discipline, discipline. Um, and so what I got from my dad was, was you know, compassion. And so for me, I, I've, I've seen both worlds. And so I have an opportunity with my sons to say, how can I best balance a good rhythm of being both for Noah mm. and for Nathaniel? Where can I, because I'm the compassionate guy. I'm going to, like, you guys are saying you guys cried with your daughters. I'm like, I cry with Noah all the time. Like, I feel like we're always crying. He's like, I just feel Let's so have a good cry. Bad. Yeah. Dad, I'm so That's sorry. a single kid issue. Yeah, right for here. sure. Right. And we're just like crying for everything. Right and he's, and, and I, I'm just starts crying. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and, but, no, seriously, though, uh, yeah, so for me, it's like trying to figure out how can I balance that for Noah and Nathaniel yeah. where I can be both, and it's, it's, yeah. it's important for, for, for yeah. them. You had a great story, up. too, that you said the other day, though, of, of your friends down, oh, down yeah, in the valley south, where yeah. they're... Um, so, that's a crazy Yeah, story. so a diff, different type of culture. Um, again, uh, they're great friends of mine. Um, their dad passed away through COVID. Yeah. Um, and uh, these guys, like, again, hard workers, provided for the family. Uh, everything you can think of that any, like, uh, family would want these guys have done in their in their life um, and one and their, when their dad passed away we were just having a moment we're talking it out um, and then these guys who are like macho men like you know very like you know manly you're your manly man yeah. and uh, we stopped and they started like bawling with me and I'm like oh gosh this is my moment like they're like they look to me to pray for them so I'm like okay I gotta like and and I'm, they just they just they just both confess they're just like man I just I'll never know if he was proud of me um, and I, I wonder if he was um, and, and for me, I, I would never want my, my kids to question that, like yeah. that they would know that, man, that as their, as their dad, as their father, man, I'm so proud of them, of, of who they are. And, and I, yeah, it was just, it's just crazy that the, at the end of the day, so he's like texting them because like, the man in his mind when he's in the hospital, he's thinking about all the things that are happening. So he starts texting him about uh, like where the guns are at and where yeah. the money's at and where the land is at and like, hey, take care of your mom because I think I'm going. Um, and in the moment that the dad could have possibly said, I love you and I'm proud of you, um, he, he never sent that. And so my, my friends were just want, like, today they wonder and I had to, I had to approve them. And I was, I was thinking about it when Greg's like, dad, send in the text. I'm like, my dad will approve, approve yeah. you through the chat <laughs> for you. He literally will. Don't worry. Every yeah. single week. Every single <laughs> sure. week. Yeah. I'm proud no, of you, son. For and, sure. And you hit on a really good point when, I, when you talked about he, he didn't receive something from his father, so he repeated maybe particular behavior. Yeah. And I think the reality of it is, is, is we all come from dysfunction, right? On some level of dysfunction. Yeah. Some of you guys might have perfect parents. Praise God. Um, come lay your hands upon me and pray, you know, <laughs> you know, pray for us. I had a great relationship. But, but the reality is, is, is if we don't deal with the issues of our heart, if we don't begin to look inward and deal with, with with the things that are holding us captive like our captivity is our children's chains yeah. i mean that, that's the reality of it yeah 
Like our freedom is our, our children's floor. Yeah. And if we can look inward and begin to do the, the, the hard work, and it's not fun. It's not fun at all because it, it, it hurts like heck, right? The things that our, our, our father might have done or maybe didn't do, it, 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 it can absolutely devastate our hearts. But if we don't get power and freedom over these things, they're just yeah. going to be passed down to our children. Yeah. And how, I mean, if you think about that, just, you know, as, as a father, just seeing your kids in chains hmm. um, because of the, the issues of your heart, because we couldn't get ourselves free. I mean, if you want to get wrecked as a father, that's, I mean, that, that wrecks me. I can I th think about my daughter, um, River. I mean, she's, she's 10 and um, I, I, issues that I haven't dealt with as a father of, I mean, I, I would say probably just insecurity and, and uh, you know, if, if, if stuff is happening, just, just run. Anytime there's pressure, run. So my daughter, she just started playing softball this past year and um, she was super excited about, um, playing and then she saw the pitcher and she was like, oh, I'm not really excited about playing softball anymore. Let's go, you know, something not less contact. So, um, you know, she, she kind of stepped up to the plate and, and just looking at her, her face, she's like, I do not want to do this. I do not want to do this. I do not want to do this. And maybe she saw a pattern of behavior within my own life where, hey, when pressure comes, you got to run. You can't face this pressure on. And, and you know, Praise God, she's more like her mother uh, than, than, than myself. But, uh, but talking her through these, these, these situations where it's like, no, River, baby, you can do this. Yeah. Like, let's fight through this. Like, do not let the enemy win. If, if you back down, you're never going to be able to get that incredible joy that you felt yeah. where she actually hit the ball, ran on base, and, and like now all the coaches love her so much because she, she's like a little yeah. speedy Gonzalez because she runs like super fast. So it's like, yes, get River on. So she's, now she's like the first one up to bat. But she faced her fear. Um, and it's not always easy, but it's necessary for us as parents to yeah. do for sure. Yeah, the best of intentions going after loving our kids, giving them exactly what they need. There are things that we desire on the inside of our lives, no matter who we are, where we come from. We're all sons and daughters that desire something from our fathers. You can look at the statistics and it shows that where there's absent fathers, there's a much more, there's a much likely increase in negative behaviors, negative living that it, that plays out simply because a father has removed himself from the home or the dynamics or the, the responsibility of fathering. And uh, so we have experiences and all of this, like, um, you know, we have a heavenly father that loves us. He cares for us. He has plans to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future. This is the heart of a heavenly father. We see the love of a heavenly father lived out through the life of Jesus Christ in which he, he modeled for us how to live, but also uh, how to stay committed and, and stay in the trenches and lay down our lives um, for the sake of, uh, of our families, specifically our wives, as it's spoken in Ephesians 5, but laying down our lives as husbands and fathers inside her. We all have expectations, reality, responsibility in which we, much, uh, we must live with. And when you look at the Heavenly Father and how we model, like we want to look at our Heavenly Father and, and, and through Scripture you find whenever... Uh, be, you know, God's inspired word through his, his, uh, his writers that he, he represents himself through the dynamic of a father. Yeah. As a heavenly father, the heart of a father, the love of a father, it's just how it's articulated. Jesus, when he communicates it, he communicates it in the love of a heavenly father through the prodigal son story, 
on that there's a father up there that loves us so much that he's willing to look past all of the faults and the failures of a child that wished him dead. You think about sometimes inside of our lives where maybe we've been there. A child, I love inside of this story where even you know, in our own lives, maybe we said, you know what, dad, mom, you guys are whack. We just want to go and do our own thing. We've been there before, right? We know better than you. And that's the story that's being told here that Jesus is communicating the heart of a heavenly father, that we wish our parents dead to go out it alone. We take the inheritance, but the reality is there's disconnect. And, there, and, and on our own, the least in our father's house is greater than the placement of being away from our father's house. And that, that heart of a son to say, we're going to run back. We're going to reconnect. And, and Jesus is telling this story towards us, you know, that there's a loving heavenly father that, man, is, is willing to look past our ignorance, look past our, our uh, you know, look past our, our arrogance and say, because of who you are, I love you. And I want restored relationship with you. I want to, I want to restore relationship with you. And so for me, I, I try to lead with that inside of my heart, inside of my home that, you know, the heavenly father's looked in grace but at the same time, he's, a, he's also a God that disciplines in love. And so this heart of love to look in grace, but also discipline in love is something I try to model inside of my house. So have you guys just taken the heart of a father and try to model it inside of your home towards your children that you would find health and healing and growth inside of your children's lives? Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the Bible clearly tells us why we were yet sinners, Christ died on the cross for us. So that's an unconditional love that no matter what happens, um, I, I'm going to love you. Again, each one of us as, as parents and each one of us as, as sons or daughters can know of a particular time where, yeah, we probably have fallen short of the mark a little bit. Um, but to know that we can go to a parent with um, unconditional love. So one of the things I, I try to model is, is um, just taking a moment to not let my emotions dictate um, the, the way that I show love to my daughters. So, right, a lot of times in frustration, you might just act out like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I told, come on, how many times have we talked about this before? Yeah. Like, you know you're not supposed to do this. And, and instantly I can act out, and then they can just shrink back in fear, yeah. shrink back in shame. But the, it's that unconditional uh, love that I show her as a father. Like, you know what? Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Praise God. Let's get some crying out. Okay, cool. Let's crying time happen. Awesome. I'm going to listen to you, and I want you to listen to me. I love you. There is nothing, and this is something that I tell River all the time, uh, there's nothing that you can ever do to make Daddy yeah. not love you any yeah. less. I love you. And, and, and this creates a safe environment. This yeah. keeps communication open. Because yeah. the last thing I want to do is lash out out of my emotion, out of maybe my, you can even say disappointment, frustration, and lash out, and then, yeah. and then what happens? Walls come up, and there's no kind of communication. There's no kind of um, uh, supplies. I mean, it's almost like that, you know, if you think about it, I, I love movies, I love war movies, and, you know, you cut off the supply line, yep. life, life ceases to yeah, exist, exactly. right? Like, so if you, you know, the enemy wants to win, he cuts off the supply line. Yep. And it's the same way in my relationship with, with my daughters is, is if I lash out of frustration, walls come up and, and communication is yeah. gone. So letting it be a safe place where they can come to, yeah. where I listen to them, cry with them, process with them, um, maybe not even give advice, just listen. <laughs> so super easy, right? Yeah, super yeah. easy. <laughs> our children always meet our expectation, right? We have the perfect kids that do no wrong. Amen. But at the end of the day, yeah, we got, 
yeah, you have a responsibility to lead. I think it's realizing that someone is, is discipling your kid. Like there is someone out there discipling your kid. Um, and I had, to, I had to come to a realization that there is somebody that is going to influence my sons. Yeah. Um, and I want to be that somebody. Yeah. Um, because I know that there are several different marketing yeah. tactics, marketing things, YouTube, Google, yeah. they're going to go for wisdom. Yeah. And I, I would hope that the open communication that my sons and I have, that they would come to me because I'm intentional yeah. and they would find wisdom through me. And that's, that's the biggest thing is that when you realize, like, how, how can my son become, how can my son belong, how can my son, you know, yeah. do, do the things that, that, that God has called us to do. Yeah. And I know that there is a calling and a destiny on both of my, my kids' life, but it's up to me to take daily steps yeah. every yeah. single day to yeah. say, man, I'm going to take this moment to teach, I'm going to take this moment to pause, I'm going to take this moment yeah. to correct, yeah. I'm going to take this moment to uh, send compassion. Um, but yeah, just understanding and realizing that, man, there is somebody out there that is that will disciple my kid. Yeah. And I, they are looking for someone yeah, to disciple yeah, yeah. them. For sure. That, that's a good point. And, and so it takes us as parents to be engaged, to be present, be where our feet are. Yeah. When our kids are, you know, coming to excitement, hey, I got you this Father's Day gift with a little tie. And you're like, oh, praise God, this is awesome. And, and, and you know, we're just thinking about other things like, oh, I actually yeah. really wanted a vacation. Why can't you give me that? <laughs> um, but it's like being engaged and being present with our children because the reality is, is if I'm not present with my child, then there creates a deficiency within their life. Yeah. Then they're going to have a deficiency. Okay, I'm coming to my dad, excitement, love, like this is, yeah. and then, they don't meet it because my mind is somewhere else. My yeah. mind is on, on, on whatever, um, you know, praying for the Cowboys or whatever it might be. <laughs> so it's a, there's a deficiency there, and now they're going to look into so many other things to create um, where that lack is. Yeah. So uh, I guess a major thing for me to do is, is, is be engaged, but also just to check my priorities. What are my priorities? What do they look like? Yeah. Are they aligned with what God has a calling for me? Yeah. Maybe Maybe it's like... What do I need to say no to so I can say yes to what's right in front of me? Yeah. And, and that's hard. Yeah. Again, we all have dreams. We all have desires. We all have things that we want to do with our lives. And, and what do we need to say no to yeah. so we can say yes to our kids? Yeah. What do we have to sacrifice on the altar so that our kids know that they are loved, accepted? Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. it's hard. We, Priority we, management for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. It's hard. It's hard. Amen. We just got a heavenly, you think about the stories. I mean, obviously I referenced the prodigal father, uh, prodigal son, but there is a prodigal father that lavishly yeah. loved his child, that gave lavishly towards his child as, um, yeah. Um, and with that, like we see a heavenly father that's willing to do anything for the sake of relationship with us, right? Across the cosmos, lay down the best for us because he wants relationship with us. And there's everything in this world that tries to separate relationship between us and our children. Whether it's our own selfish pursuit, selfish desires that lead us astray, whatever it may be. Whether it's the dysfunction that we've experienced in our own lives towards our fathers that, that captivates our hearts to say, well, I don't know how to navigate this. It's a little too weird for me to step into these trenches. But what is modeled by our heavenly father is who cares what dynamics are at play? Allow the premise and the motivation of a heart to lead us in the direction of health and healing that our, our lives can live what the intent is, right? God had a bro God's intent was relationship with man, 
but a reality is there was broken through sin, but Jesus came to represent the heart of a father that he would lay it down, that we could have restored relationship with him. You know, I love the statement by uh, Frederick Douglass. He says this, it's easier to build, as it goes, it's easier to build strong children than it is to fix broken men. If you want to change it a little bit for the sake of today, obviously Frederick Douglass is reading this in the, writing this in the mid uh, 1800s, but he would say, if you want to just change it a little bit, it's easier to build strong children than to fix broken people, men and women, we'll say both. What he's saying, in the form, formative years, we get the opportunity to put in what ultimately is going to be the foundation of. And what we model is what's going to be lived out. And today we can sit back and make excuses for what was. There's a generational issue that has happened over time, whatever. Whatever the dynamics of a previous generation was, they were hardworking, they had to provide. I'm tired, I don't have the emotional energy to be present. Now there's a different dynamic that's at play in this generation. We can make whatever excuse necessary to excuse away what we can't do. But. There's a story of a young man, and I love this story, a young man that wrote in his journal about a day that he went fishing with his dad. And on this day, he wrote in this journal, he said, man, I went fishing with my dad today. We didn't catch anything, but it was the best day of my entire life. And when this, this, this guy is an adult, his dad finds this journal in the attic of, of their house, and he, he reads this of, uh, of his son writing this down. Um, and he says, man, I wanna go back and read what I journaled on this day. So we went downstairs and he flipped through all his journals and looked back to that exact dynamic, that moment in time. And he reads this on this day, the same day that his son journaled about this fishing trip. What he read that he wrote was, went fishing with my son today. We caught nothing today. Waste of time. And oftentimes what we live in is a world where we're not looking through the eyes of our children, we're looking through the eyes of our experience. And what we see is brokenness and waste of time and, you know, it wasn't worth it. But man, as fathers here today, our daughters and our sons are looking for our voice to be present. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Our voice to be present to say, son, daughter, I love you. You are valued. I care for you. I see incredible things over your life. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You're such a great man. Like they, they, want, they want us to be present no matter what, our voice to be present, us to be present, that no matter what's going on, we're there. We're present. We've received it from a heavenly father. Let's not let there be a disconnect between how we've received it to how we're given it. Maybe there is pain from abuse in your past. Well, let let that be the past, right? You've heard, you've heard us say before is a great statement that we, we said before that if you, if you don't find the healing or you don't get the, the, the apology you're looking for, heal anyways. If you don't get the apology from your earthly father, heal anyways. You know what the thing about salvation is? We get forgiveness of sin, but you know what we also get? We get removal of shame. When we're dads, what we get to do, like today, we're sitting here. There's a dad at home right now, whether you are a male or a female, there's a dad at home right now that probably has his phone in his hand that's thinking about texting you 
But because he's living in the world of shame and what he has done, the enemy has him captivated. The enemy has him bound from loosing that text into your life. He's saying, I want to tell him I love him, but I feel like I've done him so much wrong that I can't. And the enemy's there just saying, you're unworthy. You fail too much. Don't send it. They don't even care. They don't even think about you today. And I'd say today, hey, we're, we're, we've, been, we've received the greatest love from a heavenly father. Yet while we were sinners, Christ died for us. What is that? He looked through all the chaos and all the dysfunction and all the failure. He looked through all of it. But yet in heart, he did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. And maybe today as saved and redeemed followers of Jesus Christ, we can remove the shame from our fathers that they are living in today because we're able to walk in forgiveness and, and seek relationship. What am I saying? Can you call your dad today? Can you text your dad today? Regardless of what you've experienced, they're not perfect. Guess what? They never will be perfect. Guess what? You're not perfect. You'll never be perfect. But can you, can you allow healing that's come from the power of Jesus Christ at work in your heart to lead you in a direction to start healing in your father's heart? By love, you can remove shame. That maybe there's restoration. I'm not saying you, for, you know, you, you uh, approve of what has happened, but you can forgive and walk in healing. I'm not saying you gotta have the best relationship ever because there may still be dysfunction. Your dad still could be an alcoholic. Your dad still can be an angry, mean person. Your dad can still be a person that doesn't operate in validation of your life and approval of your life. But what you can walk in is the approval from a heavenly father that works in love towards your earthly father that God can work in his heart. Amen? So what I want to do today is we're going to stand up all the fathers in the house. All the fathers in the house stand up. All the fathers in the house. As I said, this is the hardest hood. There's no Compton, Queens, South, West Side, San Antonio, whatever it may be. There's no hood. There ain't no hood like fatherhood. But so as we lead, so the generation will go. And I'll just say today, if we, if we stand upon firm upon biblical truth, we need strong and courageous dads. We need Joshua's in a generation to rise up and say, be strong and courageous. The Lord had to tell him, be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. We're not here to make excuses on what is. We're here to know what truth is and say, forget whatever culture is. I know what my heart is saying towards my children, and I'm not going to allow the chaos of this world to compromise my heart to my lips. I will validate, I will encourage, I will love, I will be present. Whenever something doesn't happen, it's not the worst day. It's a day that I got to spend with my child, amen? Let's be people, men that rise up in a generation to love our children as emotional, as, emo- you know, as feely as that may be, embrace it. A generation depends on it, amen? Pastor Greg, would you just lead us in prayer here today? over our men and let's just stand for you You got your dad with you if you don't have your dad with you throw your hands up towards a dad inside of the room we stand firm upon biblical truth we want success come on yeah let's all lift up our hands amen we can't give what we don't have 
So, Father, right now, I just pray, God, that the same mercy that we have needed, God, we would extend that mercy, God. God, where there is hurt, God, where there is pain, where there is dysfunction, God, where there is question and, and doubt, God, I pray, Lord, that you would bring healing and restoration right now, Father God. God, I thank you, God, that there is nothing that can separate us from the love that you have for us, God. So I pray for every single father right now, God, that the same grace that you gave us, God, that they would have grace for themselves, God, knowing that they aren't perfect, God, neither is, is, is their father perfect, God, but I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, you would bring healing and wholeness to them right now, Father God. God, give them the clarity, God. Give them the courage to move forward in the faith, in the calling, in this incredible responsibility yes. that you have for them, God. We pray for them, God. We pray for their families, God. Uh, God, that you would just cover them from head to toe with your armor, God. I pray, Lord, that no weapon formed against them will prosper, God. I pray, God, that you would give them every single tool that they need, God, to fight against the attacks of the enemy, God. God, I thank you, God, that you have created them more than conquerors, Father God. They are warriors for their, for their household, Father God. So I pray, Father, that they would walk forward with those marching orders, God, yeah. knowing that there is a world that is coming after their children, God. So let them receive the divine power of your Holy Spirit, Father God, to work in them and through them, God. Yeah. God, I pray, Lord, that they would do the inner work in their hearts, God. Let them get healing and resolve and restoration, Father God, so they can move forward in faith and build this incredibly children that you have given to them, Father God. God, I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, God, that it is yes and amen. There is truth in it, God. Your word does not return void. So every single, every single thing that was spoken here today, God, we receive it by faith, God, knowing that you are going to produce a harvest, God. God, they are doing a much better job than what they know, God, and even what they can feel, God. Help them to remove the lies and walk forward in your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 amen, amen.